if you're ever feeling down, just like look down in the the text chat and look at that picture of David Draymond I sent you. And that should cheer you right up. I just watched that video where that photo is from the uh, the Loudwire, like Wikipedia, Fact or Fiction. And that guy is uh, kind of freaky. Yeah, I believe it. He was like telling the story about his old man going to prison. And he's just like, I pushed a kid out of a window. And I was like, okay, Jamie Lannister. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's fucking chill, man. Uh, anyway, this is a Console Crusade podcast. We haven't, we haven't fucking officially talked since what, November? Before Thanksgiving. Is that what we call this podcast? Is us officially talking? <laughs> the most interaction we've fucking had since that podcast, I think, has been in the group chat. Well, I mean, yeah, the most, but I mean, you came over to my house. We saw a movie together. I mean, shit, it's not like I haven't seen you. We got Thai food. We hung out. You enjoyed my Christmas decoration at least one day. After Christmas. Well, it counts. Ugh. It's my, my festive holiday decor. My holiday break did not go as planned by any stretch of the imagination. My my uh, little brother, his appendix exploded, so he was in the hospital for a couple nights. I was in and out of the hospital, you know, someone was always chilling with him, so he wasn't just stuck by himself. And he had surgery, and he came home, and he was recuperating in, at, at my parents' house in the guest room that where I would normally stay, right? Mm. So I ended up coming up later than anticipated, and then I was sort of displaced. I didn't really have anywhere to live. <laughs> I was just like, Merry Christmas. And then he went back to the hospital for a couple nights and then back home. It was just like, so it was a, a weird break. I, I was off for like 12 days, but it, it didn't feel like I really had much of a vacation, you know? Right. Uh, not that I'm not complaining. I could have been in the hospital with like, you know. Burst appendix. Yeah. So, it, you know, it could have been, it could have been a lot worse. appendix is still functional for whatever function it is. You know what I learned about appendixes, Nick? What did you, what did you grow up thinking a goddamn appendix was? What did they tell you about appendixes as a child? It's like a weird, no longer useful balloon that sits in your like tummy. Uh, Harry Houdini died because his burst knew was too much of a, a chad to like go to the hospital about it. He's like, oh, whatever. I'll just, I'll fucking live with it. And then he like died like a week later. Right. Didn't Houdini like, didn't it rupture because someone punched him during like a, a, a bet or something? Nah, that's not like really what happened, but like it was close enough to around when it happened to sort of propagate and become like an urban the, legend the idea. The urban legend, you know? <laughs> yeah. Apparently the appendix is imperative. Sorry. The, what the, the appendix's function is imperative to uh, basically having an immune system. However, if you remove your appendix, your other organs begin to do what your appendix does. So it's, in a sense, worthless. It's actually very crucial. But our other organs are like fucking ballers. So when something happens, they just pick up the and fucking slack. It's a slack. huge liability because not many people have like their livers burst. <laughs> right, right. But the appendix is like, one more step and I'm going to fucking jump off this edge. I always get the appendix and the glossary mixed up. So that's another unhelpful thing. Oh! There's a little pun humor from your a boy. Bit of a bibliography uh, joke for you. There you go. Well, like we said, this is Consequence We Say Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that. There you go. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Well, I moved on from the coconut LaCroix to the uh, apple bubbly. There you go. Uh, I noted earlier, I'm drinking the blackberry bubbly. Uh, it's pretty good. It, Sarah bought it, hated it. And I said, oh, I'll drink that. I drink that at Nick's one night. It's fucking tasty. It's really tasty. Yeah, so pretty good. Uh, I don't even know where to begin catching up, dude. Uh, I first got to get out of the way. Over the holiday break, we spent 
a lot of time uh, talking shit in the group chat. We saw Star Wars together, and then I got into it with Chris about how uh, this was the best movie of the sequels, uh, which isn't saying a lot. And he is a staunch Last Jedi defender, and so I told him we would have him on sometime in the new year to talk about Star Wars and like bitch about it, and he would try to come at me and tell me why Last Jedi isn't a fucking horrible, absolute disservice to all things Star Wars. Well, maybe we'll do that next week, because I don't really want to get into that whole... Well, well-trodden territory, as I've described many of the topics that you <laughs> mentioned that we could talk about. Yeah. Well, I would like to give my thoughts on Rise of Skywalker, uh, but we'll do that with with Chris if that ever actually happens. But yeah, I don't know. There's really we missed a lot. We missed the Game Awards. We didn't do a prediction pod or a reflection pod. I guess I don't. The Game Awards kind of sucked this year, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as much like uh, heavy hitting like trailers and stuff. And even then, like. In years past, it's never been like super huge. It's been like, you know, kind of our own niche with like cool Nintendo reveals. And Nintendo really wasn't there this year. They showed DLC for that Marvel, Marvel fucking beat em up game. It's the end of the, it's the end of a console generation. They're not going to be announcing games. We're going to start getting the game announcements probably by 2021 is when the big announcements start coming. They'll release PS5, they'll release Xbox Series X, whatever the fuck. Yeah. I mean, for Sony and Xbox, yeah, sure. But, Nintendo's like mid cycle right now. They just put out their console two years ago, almost three years ago now. Rumor on the on the on the street is that there are patents for a uh, uh, upgraded Switch that is potentially the much anticipated um, Switch Pro said to drop Whatever. later this year. That was the same rumor last year. So like, keep saying it, and it'll eventually it'll come true, right? Well. It would make a lot of sense if Nintendo wants to like remain relevant. Like if not if you can definitely make a more powerful switch at this point without sacrificing battery life uh or or thermals. They could have done that the first time too, but they just wanted to make something cheaper. I don't think it times out right because I don't think they want to have direct comparison between the next gen PS5 and Xbox Series X. I think they'll wait till like summer next year and be like, please give us more ports. And it won't be like a direct consumer comparison. I think it worked out really well for them to launch their uh, the Switch in between PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, doing it six months in between either of them. That's also different because it wasn't a new console generation. It was an iterative thing that like not a lot of people were going to buy those those items anyway. But the Switch was a whole new Nintendo console. And for a lot of people, it was the first new Nintendo console in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, fair. So... <laughs> So it's I think it's, it's apples to oranges in that sense. I just think from like a pure like product and consumer spend ask, I think they would they don't really have a, like a necessity for a more powerful switch yet. Well, they're already struggling to port. I don't want to say struggling to port. They just got the fucking Witcher. But like a lot of these newer games are a struggle to get onto the to not just the cartridge, but like to actually compress everything and run properly and still look good and deliver an adequate experience like you don't think when the PS4 or PS5 and the and the X1X uh, when those come out like they're going to be so far behind the curve and if they wait a year or two years like they need to get in before the PS5 and say hey look developers we can do this you can port your games to us hey Nintendo fans don't worry you're not going to be left behind several generations in the past you're getting 360 games on the Switch in 2020 you know what i mean yeah i think that's just sort of where we're at right now where it's becoming it's easier to uh, upgrade a port from 360 and PS3 than to make a new game since the new consoles are on their way. And I guess the dev kits haven't been super widely available. So we're getting a lot of the runoff from that as like Switch fans, but PS4 and Xbox One are getting a lot of just remasters from last generation too, which I don't think is a bad thing, especially for me who was not super invested in that generation anyway. 
So for me, it's like the first chance to play a lot of these older games. And it's like, cool, I can play Nino Kuni on the Switch. And that's an experience I never got to have because I didn't have $600 in 2006 and I didn't really want a PS3 anytime after that either. So right, right. It's beneficial for me. But then like for like newer games, I don't know. I'm still kind of torn to see. Like for it's just so weird that games just keep getting bigger and bigger and more fidelity pour into them. And that means that these games have to be worked on for longer and with bigger teams and ostensibly you're going to be getting the same amount of money back there's a ceiling to how many copies of a game gets sold like it's amazing if a triple a game sells more than five million copies right so there has to be a point of like diminishing returns where triple a i mean we already see that with like a bunch of triple a companies putting out smaller titles just to be like we want to have something small and like artistically interesting and like i could see that side getting bigger and we're gonna i could see getting more games of like 360 mps3 caliber obviously like looking better but not like crazy not every game is going to look like uncharted or like assassin's creed because those are the biggest of the big and we could still see more like like the anime games are a good example of that right because they sell really well for what they are they're really cheap to make for what they are like dragon ball z kakarot comes out at the end of this week it's gonna be a bad game but it's gonna sell a ton of copies I was thinking about sending you a picture of like the collector's edition that comes with this like a little diorama statue of Goku and Gohan riding on the Nimbus with like a like a dinosaur running beside them. It's, you know, it's just cute. It's just a, a really cheap shovel out cyber connect ass video game, but that's going to make money. The last time we said that about a Dragon Ball game, we got Xenoverse, which was a really fucking good game. Total return to form for the franchise. And... You know, they kind of milked it was Universe 2, and that's what it was, whatever. But, like, you know, hey, this might be a good game. It's just a different measure of what good is. Like, if, it, if Dragon Ball wasn't attached to it, you wouldn't play it. Well, sure, but that's like a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, that doesn't, like, that doesn't make it a good thing that makes it, like, okay for what it is. Like, you've talked about this in relation to a lot of things, like Pokemon games, Star Wars movies. Like, if it just isn't that thing, then it's like, then what's the what's the point? Oh no, I mean it could be a good game. Like Dynasty Warriors games, by all accounts, are good games. But I'm not gonna fucking play Dynasty Warriors until they put Zelda on it, you know. And I really enjoyed <laughs> right. that game. Exactly. So it becomes more like marketing deals and like cooperation between different companies to get these games made. And I don't know. Like I'm kind of surprised that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot isn't coming to Switch. Like that's a weird thing to me. Yeah. It probably will. In there's six nothing months. about that game that says this needs to be on a PS4 or Xbox One. It doesn't look particularly like, it, you know. It doesn't even look as good as Fighters, and Fighters was on Switch. It doesn't look as good as Xenoverse games to me. We talked about this, though. I think it looks pretty much the same as Xenoverse. Like, I feel like the areas are maybe a little bit more open, so they had to cut down on some of the, the aspects of it. It seems a little more empty than Xenoverse, but I think Xenoverse is more like bespoke fighting arenas that you sort of teleported between and then less about flying around an actual area, fishing with your tail or whatever. Dude, Xenoverse was such a such a great experience. It was, I, I played the shit out of that game. It was like an MMO. So I'd hop on with other people and like you'd just be in the hub world bopping around and then go on these missions. And it, it was just so cool how they made Dragon Ball Z fresh. You know, it, Dragon Ball Z has been the same show I've been watching for 25 years. So it was really cool to be like, I know these characters. I know these stories, but this is totally new and refreshing for me. You didn't spend as much time in the sequel, but I know that was like a time and place kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to play a sequel. I have it on both PS4 and Switch. And I tried to, it's just, but it's just, a, it's a commitment, man. Games are commitment and time is something I don't have a lot of, which, hey, we're just going to fucking use that as a segue, right? I played a lot of fucking games in the last like two months. 
That's cool. I haven't heard you. You haven't even talked about it, really. So like, I'm, I would be completely surprised to know what you've been playing. I've been trying to save it for the fucking podcast for two months. Just edging yourself for three weeks. Uh, well, actually, man. no, it's like six weeks at this point, if not more. Fuck. Who's keeping track? No, it, it, <laughs> it's been just shy of two months, yeah. I feel like I need a, I need a goddamn list of the things I've played. Because, oh, boy, do I have thoughts. Oh boy, I started playing Pokemon, Nick. Yeah, you talked about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, I have I have quite the list of my thoughts on that game, and I haven't even gotten to the first gym yet. Probably put like five or six hours That seems into it. like uh, a very common thing from the people I've talked to who have played it is that they got sucked into just like wandering around the wild area, yep. and it's like there's a cool loop there, but then they gate you from catching the higher level Pokemon because of you need badges to catch the stronger stuff. Oof, that's that's extremely frustrating. I don't know where to begin. Do you have anything? I'm I'm trying to quickly make a list here because I'm prepared. You been playing anything anything new since last time we talked? I don't know if we talked about Bloodstained at all last time we talked. No, no, we did not. So I got that on a killer sale, and I know they had just patched it on Switch. So I was like, I think it's time. I got it. I have not gotten very far. I beat maybe like two bosses, but it's pretty cool. I mean, especially considering it's an homage to a series that I have very little experience with. Like Castlevania games are always cool from the outside looking in, but I had never had the opportunity to play one before. So like I've dabbled with uh, Symphony of the Night. I played it like five minutes of it on an emulator, but like I can't play it on my Switch. I can't play it on my PC. So like what can I play it on? Nothing. Okay, cool. But yeah, great, right? But like I played a little bit of uh, Circle of the Moon on the Game Boy Advance, and I've been trying to find Aria of Sorrow on the Game Boy Advance, but that's like a $50 game, and that's like, I can't justify spending $50 on a Game Boy Advance game. So Bloodstained uh, Curse of the Moon, which came out last year, is that more of like a throwback to like Castlevania 3, like the NES games, and that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. That was like a, a fun sort of jump into that style of game written new. And I was worried that the the actual Bloodstained, the one that was kickstarted, and that uh, Curse of the Moon was just a stretch goal. I was worried that Curse of the Moon was going to be just the better game, and that we're going to have like a Mighty Number no. Nine situation because <laughs> right. this game looked like ass for so long, and oh, still yeah. it doesn't look super great. It's not like a beautiful game, but it's like it's kind of quirky. It's kind of got that uh, cheap but charming vibe, and I really like that. Like you get these big character portraits talking to each other on each side it's voice acted but like kind of poorly not super great but like i don't know i don't need voice acting to be great i just need it to be interesting and i think this game is more interesting than it is great but i'm having a good time with it and i want to keep playing some more but i just haven't had the opportunity been sucked into other games that are more like long time play forever kind of games right kind of a bummer but like i'm fine with that too as long as i'm having a good time i don't really care what i'm playing right i don't give a shit yeah i don't give a fuck about a shit bitch uh i've got quite the list but I know I'm forgetting at least one thing because I feel like I, I I really played a lot and have kind of been playing consistently uh, since we last talked. So just just to right. blow through it, I started Pokemon, didn't go very far. I put a couple hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I played a fuck ton of Witcher three in the last couple weeks. Dude, have you remembered to toss a coin to your Witcher? Instant classic. That fucking song is one of the <laughs> catchiest tunes in television history. Right off the fucking bat. When they were playing that song, I got goosebumps. And by the end it's of the so episode... It's so simple. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. It's really cool. I, the show, I'm only three episodes in. I've been watching it with Lindsay. It gives me such a strong like 
uh the like hercules and xena shows it gives me such a strong vibe of that where it's like they don't have the budget to be like super dramatic and they don't have like the writers to make it really interesting so it's entertaining and like schlocky and i think it's a pretty fair translation of what the books are because the books aren't like high fantasy like beautiful they're not like wonderful books like they're just okay they're good books but the game's made better and the show is just like a good representation of like this is just a cool fantasy show like fuck it here's henry cavill they got some cool eye effects that sometimes look good and sometimes look wretched (laughs) like whatever (laughs) i'm not here for like the wonderful cg i'm here to like watch him bang a witch or whatever here's the thing about that show and and this the show is why i picked up the game again and by all accounts, the people who I know have read the books said that the show is more like the books. Uh, but I think they've done a really cool job of also being faithful to the Geralt we got in in the video games. And Henry Cavill, wow, I was really anticipating a shitty performance. It's such a different take, but also like so accurate at the same time to to the video game Geralt. And I spent a lot of time with video game Geralt. All right, I, I feel like I know that guy really well. And and yeah, I'm like, kudos Henry Cavill, because the trailers looked awful. I thought the show yeah, was going to be bad. Whoever at uh, CD Projekt read, uh, read those books and was like, you know what? Geralt is like the perfect video game character because he's not super invested in anything. He can kind of, sort of be like, he can do whatever and it would right. make sense for him. He's just a smarmy like asshole. And that's his character. Like He's just like the unwilling hero who's the smarmy asshole. Like That's just video game characters 101, right? So I think... I think uh, yeah, Henry Cavill's really translated that well onto the the Netflix TV screen. Yeah. And I think we talk about low budget. I think everything about the show has been gorgeous. I think it's a beautiful show. The locations that they they have filmed at and just what they've done with how little they, they did have. Well, how I say how little. They probably had a massive budget considering. But I was just more saying like the like cheapness as far as the quality of the the actors. I don't know. It's just sort of like a bunch of dudes and women in some period piece clothing. Like I thought Calanthe was not very like a super interesting uh, character portrayal. She was and a little over the top. Siri's been cool. Siri's cool. I like her so far. I, I mean, three episodes in, it's just her like looking over her shoulder and looking scared and screaming at some dude. But like, you know, beyond that, <laughs> it's just Henry Cavill. And then like my beef with it so far is that they, they decided to tell this nonlinear story, which is like, fine right i understand it from a narrative perspective you know especially because these characters are on very very different timelines before they they presumably will converge as they do in the game and in the books yeah it was an interesting choice i i i obviously i've only watched three episodes so i haven't had like the payoff for it yet but i I don't know why necessarily they started with like the yennefer backstory i thought they would have like introduced her as a character and then like sprinkled that in later but like that's fine too that may have made more sense or at least telling the audience because, but like I, like I said, I've only watched three episodes, so I don't know like the pacing of like the whole right. the whole, whole picture. I'm five episodes in, and after the fifth episode, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because in episode five, either four or five, you go back in time and you see some characters that aren't around anymore, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then you realize, "Oh, this is obviously a flashback," but like they don't color grade the th- like yeah you want to have like a visual difference to right. be able to be like right if i'm cutting between scenes i know that this is a different place or a different time period exactly. or like whatever like a, like a just like a bleach bypass filter and you're like oh. imagine a, a a yellow a yellow picture in breaking bad you know you're in mexico well, well even even like i said they do the bleach bypass sort of like stark you know sort of hdr but like a lot of the yellows 
and you're like, oh, this is a flashback. This is what they do when we're in a flashback. And I know that as a viewer instantly. The Witcher, I had to look it up after episode five. I said, what the fuck is happening? And then they basically broke it down as, you have three timelines in the entire show. If you see Siri, you're in the present day. If you see Geralt, you're 70 years ago. If you see Yennefer, you're like 100 and some years ago, right? I'm like, oh, okay. So I just think about it as like a three-headed beast here. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I think that is a huge turnoff for people who don't know the characters and who who don't have that as like a an in. Because I kept yeah. watching it and I, I fucking, I think I tweeted this where I was like, the show is like, I was like, the show is really good, but like, I have to watch with closed cap- captioning on because you can't understand a goddamn fucking thing they say. All the gobbledygook names and places and the shitty accents and everybody fucking mumbling. I hate watching shows with closed captioning on, but I had to do it because I'm like, I don't know what is going on. It's just, it's just mumbo jumbo. I'm like, Game of Thrones yeah, it's didn't a, have it's that a bad mix too because like once they have like a fight scene, then it's like a hundred times louder. So like I've got surround sound, so I like I like to bump it, you know. Yeah. But there's a point where it's like, okay, this is like ear shattering when it transitions from them whispering to each other to like a battle out of nowhere. Right. Uh, so overall, I'm 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 pleased with the show. I love like the monster fights so far have been really cool. I'm like that is Striga. Yeah, it, it's to it's totally faithful to what the to the aesthetic that the game brought, which in the the game completely brought the books to life. Yeah, and it's cool to for me who like I've read. I don't I don't remember why I haven't read. I listened to the audio books, but like I've read all like I think all the books. I don't know if I'm missing any, but uh, it's interesting to see like. I don't really catch it while I'm watching it, but like after I see it, I'm like, oh, I remember reading about the Striga. I remember this plot line. I just right. don't remember like the details about it because it's been a couple of years. So it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing that stuff and like the whole like timeline thing is that yeah, you're right. That is super confusing, especially since the books all are. It's not like interwoven throughout the books. It's like this book is happening here, and then it's just this story. Like there's a short story about Geralt and his fucking around with the the bard guy, right? Or like here's a story of him looking for an ashen-haired maiden or whatever. He's, he's looking he's looking for Triss. Right. Yeah. Here's, he's looking for Jennifer, but she's got, you know, so, wizard politics happening. <laughs> Honestly, I've I've liked seeing, I've liked saw, uh, how we saw her backstory, and I don't, I guess I don't want to spoil anything because you haven't gotten... Yeah, no, it was cool, but like, it was just weird being introduced to that character that way when right. that's not the way you're introduced to the character in any other medium. Right. Like, you see her from Geralt's perspective because he's the main character but in this show you have three main characters and three different like timelines so it's like weird that you're viewing it that way I think it was a mistake for them to do it that way because it's turned a lot of people off uh, a couple of my coworkers turned it off after episode two and they're like it's confusing and dumb and I don't like it and I'm like no it's really a cool show the action is really good and Geralt is fucking cool and and there's some interesting political stuff happening and and just with the with the mages and and then I can't. I can't talk anymore about it. You haven't gotten there yet, but but I, it's it's fair because they have to. It's a lot of work to get you invested in a character, and you really have to do that before you try to introduce politics and like plot elements into that sort of mix. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 cool, and it inspired me to play the game again. Which I oh man, I said I finally I said to myself I'm gonna beat this game finally. It's been Playing years. Playing on PC or on uh, Switch? Uh, PC, thankfully. You know, I was gonna buy it on Switch, but then. I played, I got Assassin's Creed 4 on Switch for, for Christmas, and it was a pretty awful experience. I understand if you were playing it for the first time with no context for it, like, hey, this is a pretty cool thing to have on the Switch. But I'm like, dude, I just got to get my PC buttoned up and play it back on there if I'm going to play it again, because this is... Sick of all these Wii U ports, man. 
Hey, that that version was better than the Wii U version. The Wii U version was like pretty abysmal. The Wii U version was better than the 360 and PS3 version. That is not true. No, yeah, it's got better load times and the texture quality is better. It's just a glitchy mess. I watched mess. the Digital Foundry out on it. Okay, I remember. <laughs> it's just that the PS4 and Xbox One version came out at the same time. So like, who's comparing it to the 360 and PS3? That's true. Every year, my girlfriend's family are adamant. Like, what's, what's on your Christmas list? And I'm like, I'm almost a 30-year-old man. I don't have a, you know, like, can you give me the will to live? Can you clear my debt? Like, no, then I don't know. Buy me a fucking Lego. I'm a bottle of whiskey. Wait, what's that? Uh, have you played any of that game that uh, Sarah's aunt got you? No. So here's here's the thing. She kept bugging me what I wanted, and I'm like, I don't know. I buy the few things that I want that I can afford, you know. So I'm like, well, so I put some camera gear, and I knew she wasn't gonna get that. So I put The Witcher and Assassin's Creed Four. So she got me Assassin's Creed Four, but then when I went to go open the the other Switch game that I, I was like, oh, that's a Switch game. It's probably The Witcher. Yada yada. I open it up, and it's Zombie Land Two Double Tap for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And listen, nigh indistinguishable from The Witcher in all aspects. I I, I know I I gotta appreciate like, hey, you're trying to buy us things and be sweet and like, I get it, but like, don't come, don't waste your fucking money buying something that I didn't like ask for. Like, she here's the thing, I ignored her for the longest time. I'm like, I'm not giving you a Christmas list because a, I know that you're gonna get like one thing from it and then buy a bunch of random shit that was like gonna probably go home with somebody else like nick we all got plungers you know i'm 27 years old i have a plunger i don't need a plunger and she got the same plunger for everybody so i don't want to be a dick i appreciate that she tries to do something but i'm like i'm not gonna play this game and i don't want to be a jerk and be like hey can i return this game to buy the game that i wanted you know it's like an awkward thing for everybody like why she called me she texted me she emailed me like a fucking old person was so up my ass about getting our christmas list and i finally did and then like I, I put a pair of pants on the list, right, Nick? She like bought me instead like Fred Meyer branded like cargo pants. Why would you be literally up my ass for weeks about a list and then just buy like the knockoff version of it? Merry Christmas. Here's exactly what you didn't ask for. But I asked you so many times for what you exactly wanted. And then I just decided to completely disregard that. Right. I mean, you could have saved hundreds and hundreds Here's of dollars. Burden. <laughs> and and just bought some whiskey and like fed us dinner and we all hung out and it would have been a great night. But instead we have this awkward gift exchange where everyone's going in order opening like Yay, I love it. Oh, you got me a charger for my phone. Oh, everyone else got the same charger. <laughs> like Yay. It's just like it's a weird <laughs> anyway. I'm 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 I sound really ungrateful, but that's context for it, right? So I opened Zombie Land and I'm like, oh, Oh, that's interesting. I'll check that out. I'm like, I don't have time for the things I like. I'm not going to play Zombieland 2. <laughs> this is just an awkward thing. So it's just sitting at my house now. I'm like, well, maybe it'd be a funny bit. We'd play it together. And then we'd talk about it on the podcast. But that didn't happen. Hey, man, never say never. That's uh, that's a, that's what we call back burner topic. Listen, motherfucker. Slash content. I haven't gotten you to play Overcooked 1 or 2 yet, despite it being a phenomenal game and a great multiplayer experience. That I even got my brother to play. Andrew doesn't play anything, Nick. He hates doing things with people. I can't get him to hang out in the house when I'm home. I can't get him to play anything with me. But that game, we sat there. I'm one trophy away from a platinum. That's how much we played Overcooked together. You know, the longer you hold on to this, the more viable this bit becomes of me not playing it with you. <laughs> it's just so a bummer, man. No one to blame but yourself. I like want to just do fun things with my friends. But I think last time I came over, I just played Switch while you... Sh- streamed with mac or something 
I just try to have a uh, playing a game with a bud. That's all I'm trying to do. This is four years later now. It's four years later. Get over this bit. Play Overcooked with me. Nothing wrong with playing a game with your bud while they're playing a different game. Like that's just camaraderie. I, sometimes it's cool. Well, I'm just trying to play Overcooked, and now I'm mad about it. The more mad you get, the the funnier it becomes. Anyway, <laughs> oh, we we totally got derailed. We were talking about The Witcher. You been playing with a bunch of mods, or oh, I played the yeah, I modded it out. I want minimal minimalist hood, but I want I need quest markers. Like I don't want to fuck Did with. You find a mod that gives you a compass. Not a compass, but when I hit my left trigger and turn my Witcher senses on, I can choose what markers I want to pop up as a waypoint. Mm. So instead of like Skyrim where it's a, a constant compass or like um, something like Assassin's Creed where I mark it on my map and, it, and the little icon always shows in my on my screen, you know, like a dynamic marker um, in the world. I just I just tap my 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 Witcher senses, my, my video game senses. And so I can, I can just kind of check up on when I need, you know, am I in the right direction, etc. So it's nice because the first time I played the game, I literally spent every moment in that game that I wasn't fighting, I was looking at the minimap. So I'm, I'm exploring this gorgeous world and I'm just constantly looking at the map trying to see the trail that it wants me to be on to get where I'm going. And that really right. took away from the experience. So, so I got that mod. I got a fast travel mod, which has made it's my life so much easier. I can't believe that game didn't have a proper fast travel system. Yeah, especially with how like handholdy it is in every other aspect. Like you could at least save you some time as opposed to just making you look in the corner of your screen. 90% of the time. Well, what's frustrating is like, even with the fast travel mod, I feel like 90% of the game has just been me running from point A to point B and not a lot happening. I was like, if, if I didn't have the fast travel mod, imagine how much worse that would be, you know? Just holding right. A and running across this gigantic map. But that being said, the game is cool. The characters are great. It's interesting how, how much I can enjoy a story when I don't have any context for the who the characters are or what happened with them for two different games. And they kind of catch you up on some stuff, but like, it it still just works. Yeah, it's amazing how well uh, a well written game with strong source material can uh, translate to be the third installment of a series, and it still be interesting for new players. Right. Yeah. So that that's been fun. I played the most of that. I started Outer Worlds, which I'm I determined that it is not a game for me. It felt really not very good, and I guess. If I had like experience with something like an older Fallout game, or I don't know what's another sh- like shooter, I don't know. I I feel like maybe I could get behind it. I could see where people like it, but the menus are really difficult to navigate. The systems are super obtuse. The graphics aren't very good. The gunplay is like really mediocre. And I don't play a lot of shooters, but the ones I've played are like really like Destiny has got like the best gunplay. In a, in a fucking, you know, in a, yeah, because Destiny is a, is a shooter and Outer Wild or Outer Worlds is a RPG. Yeah, but it has a gun in it. <laughs> but the but the shooting is ba- it's like that's kind of the main mechanic of the game. Um, yeah, but like the shooting isn't for shooting; it's for like rolling a dice to see if you hit them and like all that kind of stuff. That's why they got the same sort of slowdown mechanic that Fallout had, just because it's not because it's not for shooting; it's for combat that's yeah. like an RPG. it's like saying it's like saying that skyrim is an action game because you cl- you press a button and you swing a sword it's like it's not really an action game it's an rpg that you sometimes 
will get hit by a giant and fly 300 yards into the sky. But like beyond that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not really doing yeah. like Devil May Cry stuff. So it's just sure. kind, of a, kind of a weird thing. Fair enough. It, it wasn't for me. It wasn't very fun. It was slow. Yeah, I was wondering if you would vibe with it because it is so like Obsidian. They basically copied new Fallout and then gave you better dialogue. So I thought that maybe you might like that is because it's like, oh, it's like Skyrim with guns. But in space this time, definitely not. I definitely didn't click with me. I played for a couple hours and had just a really hard time getting into it. And that's when I flipped over to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I I liked. I liked for a minute there, and I was looking for like the next thing, right? Because I'm a fan. Kind of my genre, I feel like, is the action, you know, third person action adventure with RPG elements, right? I really like Spider Man. I really like. Horizon. The every game as it's as it's known. Well, yeah, yeah. And and there's a again, we've talked about it. There's a reason those games are so popular and they always do right. so well. Because they've been honed to a fine edge. Yeah, they bring so many elements to the table and do so much right. So I was kind of looking for like what's that next game? Because after Star Wars, I beat Star Wars, I was just kind of had the itch to to find the next the next game. And Assassin's Creed was cool. And if I hadn't left for my my holiday break, I probably would have kept playing it. Overall, I'm like, A, this is not an Assassin's Creed game. It's The Witcher, but with better uh, traversal. <laughs> well, the traversal was pretty story. good. The traversal was pretty good. The story was a lot worse. And the combat, some people think it's like amazing combat. and I thought it was really loose. It felt like all my attacks were being done by a pool noodle. Witcher had that sort of similar thing where my attacks had, they just like, the sword goes through the enemy and it doesn't affect their animation at all. So it's like, I'm just swinging at a, a number that gets smaller. I'm not really attacking an, uh, a being, you know? Oh, man. We we play different witchers, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Those, those... And just the way he's like twirling around and flipping around. Like, I don't know where I'm going to move when I'm attacking. Like, yeah. the lock-on system wasn't great either. Fair. Yeah, no. It sounds crazy. And there's like a lot. There's a lot happening. You've got like two hot, hot keys that open like an MMO opens a fucking like a weapon wheel. Or not a weapon wheel, but like an attack wheel. It's the L2 plus yeah, sk- square. Yeah, skills. Yeah, exactly. A little Which skill you can, wheel. Yeah, you can uh, assign those to different skills as you unlock them. Right. But I'm like, this is too much. Like, dude, just give me... Uh, listen, I've said it before. I really like the sort of the Arkham Assassin's Creed formula where it's like, I have an attack button, I have a parry button, and I have to get my timing right, and I have a, a gadget I can use or, or some other skill. I like yeah, that. But they have to have a they have to have a way to shoehorn a progression system and a skill tree and a loot system and like just bog it down with all this crap and then make the game a hundred hours long with a giant fucking map that no sane sane person who wants to play more than one game for a year has like the time to do. <laughs> well what I like about about something like The Witcher is it's it I see your complaints to a to a degree, but it's really concise in the sense that Dude, you've got a heavy attack, you've got a light attack, you've got a dodge, you've got a roll. You have four buttons that you need to worry about. And your magic wheel, don't forget about that, where you have to hold down a trigger and then use your right stick to select a, a art or whatever. Hated that system. That sucked. I don't understand what your beef with the wheel is. I actually think The Witcher does the wheel better because you don't have to hold it. I hate the wheel. I just hate wheels. You just, I hate wheels. You just tap it. <laughs> you tap it and it's the left trigger. So you just so it's like it pauses your game essentially, and you can, you know, you're not trying to like juggle fucking hand-eye coordination to be like, all right, now I gotta, I gotta time this properly and flip to this thing and then untime it or else I'm gonna lose my momentum. No, it's just... I would rather set the, the left trigger to just do one thing and then change that outside of battle than have to do it on the fly. 
Like again, anything it that stops it completely. That's, I'm just saying that's yeah. like my beef with yeah. that. I'm not saying that it's a bad system. I'm Fair. just saying that I'm stubborn in my ways and I just didn't like it. Yeah. I also I don't use it like my magic unless uh, an environmental element dictates that I need to like knock a door down or burn a body. You know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of moot to me. I just hack and slash because I'm a fucking gunner, bro. Gunner with a sword. <laughs> Assassin's Creed was just it was it was a lot. It was you, it's like you got all these your your. You've got your face buttons, and then you've got your triggers, and then you've got the skill that you're you're trying to remember. Like, wait, was it L two or R two, and is it square? Yeah, tri- it, it's like there was definitely a learning curve to the inputs in general for that game. Yeah. It was way too obtuse for like just something. It's, it's Assassin's Creed. It's supposed to be fun. I want to romp around. I want to climb shit. There was nothing to fucking climb. I'm like in this flat place. Occasionally, you what jump are you off talking about? Tree. You can climb on that statue's dick in like thirty minutes or less, I, and I, that's a great time. I didn't see no statue's dick. Uh, and I, I, you weren't looking, dude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it could have been a fun experience, but it just, uh, The Witcher came along, and I started playing that, and and it's been a lot. Yeah, The Witcher better. came along four years ago, five years ago, <laughs> and I've gotten so close to beating it twice, and then I just never did. And now I, well, I got to restart it and do all these quests again and catch up on everything. And on one hand, I'm glad I have. You know, I'm I'm, I'm playing my Geralt as one of the mods I got was like a, like an infinite money mod. I'm not going to fucking go grind out just to buy. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm playing on an easy mode. I want to experience the story. I want to kill some shit. I want to be OP. I want to toss infinite coins in my Witcher. Okay? <laughs> nine, 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 nine. Exactly. Nine. That's what I did. Repeating. <laughs> so I'm playing my girl as just a chill guy. Like, I don't need your money. I'm helping you out. I'm being a homie right now. You know, you don't need their money because you have all the money. I have all the money. A good guy, Geralt. That's, that's, that's how I'm role-playing this game, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm not sleeping around anymore. You know, Geralt, listen, you're not a hustler. You got one true love. And her name? I got one true love. You know I picked Yennefer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, here's you the thing. You got to pick Yen. I, I, spoiler alert for The Witcher. I found out that one of the endings in the in the um, uh, DLC, literally just a cut scene at the end, if you picked, it's like if you picked Triss, Triss is there at the very end. If you pick Yen, Yen is at the very end. If you didn't pick either of them or you got rejected by both of them, Siri is there at the end. And I'm like, Siri is kind of the whole point of this game. I would rather end up like saying fuck off, Yennefer, just so that I can get my cutscene at the end of the game with Siri being like. Not canon, though. Come on. Whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably end up picking Yennefer and and uh, whatever. But yeah, I'm trying to get to the game and hopefully I don't lose my motivation this time before, you know, and do this again in two years. Maybe by the time The Witcher 4 comes out, you can uh, finish The Witcher 3. Right. That'll be like six years from now, seven years from now. Sounds like a pretty fair estimate, actually. I can see that coming out in 2026. I'll be I'll be really interested in Cyberpunk, which is coming out very soon. For what, three months? It's or it's April. April, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I wonder if that'll pick you up. I feel like that's a little bit closer to a shooter, a little bit more like a Deus Ex version of the whole first person RPG. Yeah, I I like sci fi and I like I like shooting things. So if it's you know, we'll see. We'll see. Got a good pedigree. Right. What else have you been playing besides The Witcher and uh, a few moments of several other games? I want to talk about Pokemon real quick. I don't know if you've played Pokemon. i got to bring up my Pokemon notes. I have not played Pokemon. I've watched Lindsay play a little bit and sort of absorbed the the room's vibe, but I have not put hands on it myself. I wrote a pros and cons list, and to be fair, I haven't gotten to the first gym yet, and that's due to two parts. One, the fucking tutorials are Worse than Sun and Moon, if you remember those. The tutorials and the hand-holding and the cutscenes I can't get out of. There are so many moments where someone pops up in my game, says, hey, come with me, or hey, look at this, or hey, listen to me, and I can't do shit. 
And I feel like I played oh, that the game. Story. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like I know, I know. Yeah. I, I, dude. Okay. I know. I'm just yanking your chain. Thank you, motherfucker. It's yeah. It's like, hi, I'm your rival. Hi, I'm the I'm the teacher person. Hi, I'm this person who's related to the teacher person, and maybe I'm a good guy, maybe I'm a bad guy, but I'm actually a good guy. It's just like shut the fuck up. Let me play until you have something meaningful to say. You know, like I spent so many hours just listening to people talk and show me around and say this is the this system and this is the that system. I'm like, great. I fucking get it. I've played Pokemon. You know, like this is nobody's first Pokemon game. Aren't you excited about max raid battles, though? I did some of the PC generated, like, you know, CPU battles where I, because you can't find anybody in a fucking raid. Good fucking luck. You say search and you sit there and it boots you out. And so then you just battle CPU. CPUs. I was like, what the fuck is a CP raid? I don't want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Open up. So pros and cons. My pros list is, is a Pokemon game technically? And if that's all you want out of Pokemon is I'm going to run around and catch some Pokemon, like, sure. And this is my problem with Star Wars. It's my problem with Pokemon. Yeah, this was just fine X amount of years ago. We we should be holding these developers to higher standards. And as the people who buy these games and play these games and talk about these games, we deserve better, period. So fine or good enough is not actually good enough in this age. You know, this isn't an indie game, right? Sounds like an entitled man child to me. Actually, uh, this game's for kids. <laughs> oh, I win. <laughs> Here's the thing: there are a lot of a lot of good things out there that are "quote unquote" made for children. Ha, name one. <laughs> I've been watching uh, Star Wars Rebels with Sarah. She's been all into Star Wars lately, so she's been watching Rebels. And every time I pop in and watch some with her, I'm like, dude, this show is so much better than Clone Wars, which is widely regarded as a great show. And I'm like, this is clearly a kids show. But this is also Star Wars. This is also like the lore is good. The stories are good. The characters are good. The writing, for a, especially for a kid's show, could almost fool me into thinking this was just like another Star Wars movie. I'm like, this is a good thing that's made for kids. We, we talked about this last time. We talked about Shrek. Shrek was made for kids. Shrek's a good-ass movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's why they made four of them. <laughs> yeah. It's they like, never stopped making them. Saying it's for kids is a shitty cop-out when like, it's okay to like something. And listen, the group chat, they like Pokemon because they just want they just want more Pokemon, I guess. And that's fine. But like, in, here's the thing. I wasn't going to buy it, and I didn't buy it. A buddy of mine gave it to me. Like he bought the dual pack, and he fucking gave it to me. Maybe I mentioned that in the last pod. I don't know. So I, I'm kind of felt obligated to play it. Yeah, because he's the sucker that bought the dual pack. Right. Hey, you can buy both of them for $120, saving you $0. <laughs> yeah. Well, you save like two cents or something. Listen, my cons list. And again... I've only played for a few hours. I spent most of my time in the wild area just catching Pokemon and romping around. But several of those hours were exploring where they wanted me to explore, talking to people they wanted me to talk to, going to several towns, but still not doing anything. And this is coming from someone who loved Let's Go and didn't exactly love uh, Sun or Moon. I appreciated what Sun and Moon wanted to do. I beat those games. I had a good time playing what I played with you and Trevor. But those were the epitome of just like, it was Pokemon. They try to do something different, but instead of listening to the people who play the games and giving us what we asked for, you try to do something different for, for, for difference's sake. And it, it didn't really work. And it was like, whatever. The cons of this game, I, I briefly touch on these. And if any of these stick out to you, holler at me. Hilarious translation. I wish I could think of an example right now, but there are so many moments where I was like, what the fuck are they saying? This is horrible. This is a horrible translation. 
like meme worthy stuff. I'll have to take a picture next time I run into something. No touch controls. Why are developers still making games for the Nintendo Switch without touch controls? Why can't I hit my fucking attack when I'm playing handheld? Why do I have to fucking navigate with buttons and click A on a menu option? How hard yeah, is they it? They have that in the DS games. Like what the fuck? This is not like so. That's a frustrating thing. Again, goes to show you. And don't we're going to talk about the DLC they just announced because oh boy, I'm well, riled okay. up. B- before you move on, what's worse? Not having touch controls or having forced motion controls and let's go. Because <laughs> uh, that was annoying too. Forced motion controls aren't great. However, if you're if you're playing on the TV, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, I settled into it really nicely. And then if you're playing handheld, like, you don't have to use the motion controls. So it's like. But you do because you have to, like, aim the ball using the entire switch. It was really bad. I hated playing that game handheld. I played that game almost entirely on TV because of that. Oh, shit. All right, all right. Fucking Pokemon. Itemized list. My itemized list. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the touch controls, it's just one of those little things that, you know, when we look at, like, the Pokemon they cut, and now who knows the reasons why they cut them now with the DLC being announced. We'll talk about that after your cons list. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah. It's just frustrating that, like, dude, come on. No touch controls. That's so silly. Again, the tutorial is ridiculous. It's, like... Just let me play the game, please. Quit interrupting what I'm doing to drag me along on something I can't skip, please. It's horrible. It's it's worse than Sun and Moon, and it, it was making me so frustrated that I just wanted to quit playing. Something I did find interesting just from observing, like obviously I don't know what the pacing feels like playing, but I thought it was interesting and kind of cool that they were introducing gym leaders outside of their gyms, like they're actual people that were like involved in a story that they might be trying to tell. Sure, yeah. I don't know how that plays out, but like, I like that idea. I wish they would do that more in other games. Like, imagine if you were introduced to Misty, uh, Misty and Brock before you actually had to fight them like the show did, or if you're like, oh, I recognize Giovanni before we... Like, it's that's the cool thing about fighting Giovanni and then facing him as the eighth gym leader in Red and Blue. It's like, oh, I know this guy. I've fought him before. Yeah, totally like, That's agree. interesting, and they rarely ever do anything with that. And like, why not? These are the only characters that you have these sprites for back then, but like, I don't know if you're going to actually name these characters, give them a fucking character. No, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think that's really cool. And I'll see how that plays out because I'm not that far. Uh, another little thing that frustrates me when we're talking about a 3D Pokemon game and it's like we want to go in the Breath of the, Breath of the Wild direction where it's like, and again, despite my feelings on that game or whatever, like it was closer to being a real game in, in the current year, right? And Pokemon is still, it's basically just doing the top down like no camera controls in the wild area. You have camera controls and you can, it's like a, okay, I'm exploring and I can move around. Why, why is this so hard to just give us a game where I can rotate my camera and, and, and explore this world how I want to. And I know it's a different design philosophy. It's JRPGs. I mean, honestly, JRPGs <sighs> only just started having camera controls in like the past 10 years and they're still figuring out how to do it because like watching Lindsay play some Nino Cooney, that camera moves so goddamn slow and i right. doubt there's a there's a setting to make it move faster and i doubt there's a setting in pokemon that allow you to control the camera faster and i don't know it, it they really need to up their game on designing because it seems like half the buildings in these towns aren't even buildings they're just big rectangles that you walk past because you can't go inside of them so if a building you can't go inside exists in a game it's not a building that's just geometry right and there's like three characters in each of these towns and like what's the point of this town is it just so i have a place to, to buy a thing why do I even have to go into a town to buy a thing at this point? Right. Like, give me a, a kiosk. Imagine if there's a vendor walking through the wild area and you could like find him and buy something interesting for once. 
Like, why can't we have cool, interesting new mechanics in these games? <laughs> well, it's be- again, we talked about it on the last episode. It's because you've got these fucking boomers trying to develop games and they don't, they even came out and said as much. Like, they don't know what they're doing. That's really the root of it. And they need to fucking clean house and bring in some, some young bucks who can develop a real game in, in, the, in the current year. Uh, Pokemon designs are really dumb. This has been the case for years and years and years. Every once in a while, you get like one or two cool Pokemon designs. The starters are fucking horrible. And every time you run into a new one, you're like, what? What is fan made Pokemon on Reddit are like more interesting, better designed and, and more in line with, I think like the first gen's design philosophy, despite some of gen one's stupid stuff. And Gen 2, I think the the, the really top-tier Pokemon in Gen 2 are, like, really good. Yeah, but then you still get crap like Giraffe Rig that looks like an abomination. (laughs) I mean, at least it's, like, its own thing. It doesn't look like a ripoff of something we've gotten 16 times. Sure, sure. That's fair. And I don't know. Not not a fan of... But this has been a gripe I've had for years I don't really... I mean, I don't really dislike strongly any of the Pokemon designs that I've seen from the the new set. I think the legendaries are kind of too samey. Yeah. Like there's no real reason why they had to be two like wolves that are the exact same colors. Like, come on, just change it a little bit. Make one of them red, the other one blue, you know? Make one of them anything different than the other one. But they're just these really generic looking samey Pokemon. And then the new uh legendary they showed from the direct was like I thought that truly looked awful. Just the quality of the drawing that they showed, like this is the key art that you're showing. It looks like some like someone's son drew a Digimon and they're like, okay, this is a Pokemon now. Yeah, I mean, that's it what I'm really saying. Bad. It's just, again, they need some fresh But I don't blood. have that problem with like the starters. I thought the starters were all like, fine. I thought the revolutions as per usual is like, fine. I don't know. I don't think any of the starters have been like truly interesting since like Gen 3. Mm. Ooh. Maybe uh, Gen 4. Act, what, what Gen 1 had like Pip-Lup those ones? I love Piplup. Piplup's yeah, great. Yeah, Piplup's cool. Empoleon. It's, 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 it's steel water. That's such a cool yeah. goddamn combination. Yeah. I was say, Infernape begs to differ. That's Infernape's the fucking... He was the firefighting we deserved, not Blaziken. You know? Gen 3, like... Yeah, I didn't like Blaziken. I didn't like uh, Infernape. Oh, I love it. I thought that uh, Tepig and his evolution line was kind of cool, but I didn't play that game, so... Grookey is awesome. It's like, oh, he's a little monkey... Who plays drums? He's adorable. He's but a monkey drummer. He's you. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, his final evolution's horrible. All he's missing is chocolate, and then he's like your username from the for like the first 15 years of your life. <laughs> Shout out to Choco Monkey 3. Love it. <laughs> the first two were taken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the three came from. I don't see. Number, I don't know. <laughs> Choco Monkey. I don't fucking know, man, but Choco Monkey 3, that's so, that's classic. That happened. So that, that's sort of just a general gripe. The Pokemon designs are consistently silly, and literally everything I see on Reddit is is better. Probably a confirmation bias thing. You only see the things that get upvoted, so that's fair. That's fair. But even then, I mean, can't you guys even do one thing that's as cool as the one thing that gets upvoted on Reddit? Like it's just consistently like you roll your eyes at every new Pokemon. I think some of the, some of the time, like their naming isn't very good. Like, oh, yeah. I've noticed they've gone more towards like the fake, made up sounding language stuff, or like they just don't translate it from the Japanese. Like, what? How do you? How are you supposed to say more Pico? Like, they don't say it in the game because they don't have voice acting. But like, what? How is that Pokemon pronounced? You don't know, right? Yeah, you can't pronounce it because it's not localized. You can't even come up with a full, like, a cool pun involving it being hangry. Like, they they chose hangry as its ability, which is like dumb and memey enough as it is. But you can't like name it something based on that either. I mean, yeah. Come on, 
It's it's lazy. That's such a minor gripe that I'm complaining about, but I'm on a podcast. This is my platform, so fuck off. <laughs> well, dude, it's it's it really is the principle of the matter. It speaks to a larger design philosophy that is deeply flawed and is giving us subpar products. And and these things sold like gangbusters. So it's what's going to change? We're going to be getting the same Pokemon game 20 years from now. Like like my kids are going to be bitching about their sixth Pokemon game, saying it's the same fucking game. I'm like, yeah. You little shit! I've been doing this since 1998. I don't want to hear about it. I don't know. Kids are kids are very easy to please. I mean, young kids maybe. Yeah, but kids grow up and kids become older kids whose tastes refine. I don't know. I I think back to like when we were growing up with Pokemon. It was never like Pokemon was cool when we were in elementary school. Pokemon wasn't cool when we were in middle school or in high school. Like we still got by being nerdy and like finding other nerdy people who would like be into that stuff too. But like I had a DS in high school and like it wasn't cool for me to bring my DS to high school. It was cool to bring my Game Boy to fucking elementary school. Like you weren't allowed to. It was so cool. Like they were afraid that kids were trading games and like being ripped off and shit. So like it was banned. But like yeah. nobody banned DSs from high school because it's like who gives a shit about your stupid DS you goddamn nerd. Well, that That's less of a reflection on Pokemon <laughs> and more just a product no, kids of being are mean older. To each other and stop him from like liking kid things. Yeah, but so like, it becomes like watered down. Pokemon was still cool as fuck for people who were in fourth grade when we were in high school. Right? Sure, but I wasn't a fourth grader when I was in high school. Right, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> like Pokemon's popularity has never really waned. Exactly, because there's always going to be fourth graders. Sure. Listen, I play. I remember playing this in high school. My entire group of friends and like a lot of my friends weren't what you would consider nerdy. A lot of people fucked with it, you know, and it wasn't something maybe you go to the cafeteria and everyone's playing a fucking Game Boy, but it's like never once did I feel like, oh, I'm playing like a kid's game. Like, no, like, fuck off. I'm playing my fucking DS at lunch. Like, I'm skipping class and getting high and fucking hanging out, smoking cigarettes, playing Pokemon. <laughs> like, whatever, baby. Yeah. You know, like a cool fellow. <laughs> I'm saying it wasn't, it wasn't, what I'm saying it was cool. I'm just saying it wasn't, nobody, nobody cared, like you said, but like the people, you know, we, we cared and that's, that's what matters. You know, it was probably more aggressive in like middle school when like caring about what each other was doing was way bigger and it started cooling down after you hit high school. But like there was still like that social kind of clickiness that schools sort of instill in children. And my main point is that I don't even know where we fucking got onto this tangent from, but like kids are always going to like this because kids have bad taste. Like if you have you tried to go back and like watch like Power Rangers, Power Rangers is a bad show. You know, Ninja Turtles was a bad show. It's all just dumb shit for kids. And it gets shoveled out by adults who don't know what kids want. So they just make kids want the thing because they like, oh, bright colors and like swords and shit. You know? Yeah. And Pokemon's in that same that same category. I'm trying to think of... A you want a school. franchise to grow up with you, but like franchises rarely grow up with you. And when they do, it's like one in a million that that actually works out. Like Harry Potter kind of worked. In retrospect, it's like, the first couple books were way too kiddy, and then it tried a little bit too hard to be adult without actually having any adult themes. It was like a kid's idea of what a, an adult like book would be like, <laughs> or a mature book, I guess you could say. Like, imagine if Zelda didn't grow up. Like, I don't mean grow up as in like, oh, it's made for adults now, but I just mean like, like Zelda is still a great game as almost thirty year old dudes because like. They they evolved it enough with the times. They're not just making the game they made fucking 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, but I think Zelda is sort of in the same category as like Lord of the Rings, where it's not really targeted for kids, but that kids find interest in it. Like Zelda's about a little fairy boy, yes, 
but it's also the first one didn't explain to you anything. You're just throwing bombs at random shit. And that works for kids because kids have infinite time. But like it wasn't handholdy in the way that a lot of kids media is these days. Sure. And maybe that's just a sign of the times or maybe that's a a Japanese ideology that doesn't really like sing to what the American audience and the American like media creation sort of pipeline looks like, I guess. I don't know. I just don't see that as being like, I don't know what Zelda games made for kids, except maybe like the DS ones. I mean, all of them really controls. I mean, they're all like, they're not like, they're not like kiddie games though. I don't, I don't think of Pokemon and Zelda in the same sort of lens. Pokemon is not selling 15 million copies because 15 million fourth graders are playing it. Right. We are buying it. People older than us right, are buying because it. We're, we're idiots. You're buying it. Dis- I mean, you didn't actually buy it, but like people like you are buying it despite the fact that it's not really doing the same thing for you as what it did when you were in fourth grade. But but again, it doesn't need to do the same thing. Obviously, you don't want it to do the same thing. You want it to, to grow and evolve with you, but it's still doing the same thing. So it's it's a problem for you as the, the person because your lens has changed. I mean, yeah, it has changed, but it's also, it's less about, it's, it's so funny because like I, looking at something like music and, you know, I, I just want to basically listen to music that I liked in high school. I want to like more of that, but things have changed so much. Yeah. I, I can't, I've probably seen a tweet about that before where it's talking about how your music, cha- like your music tastes do not change after you hit like 25. But in, like earlier, like 22, you're like, you're right. like, I just want to listen to music from when I was 16 to 22. <laughs> and part of it is just like accessibility. I, I have a lot less time to just, you know, in high school, I listened to music eight, 10, 12 hours a day. I was always looking for something new. I was talking about music with my friends. I work 10 hours a day now and you know, I don't, I don't have, I, I don't get to listen to music the way I did. So that's part of it. But like, I don't, I don't want it. I'm like, I, these guys, like, I don't want you to change. I want you to like, keep making cool stuff, but stay in your, your niche, stay in your zone. And I want to listen to that. I don't want you to fucking change and go out and do these other things. Video games. It's like the opposite. I'm like, no, I want you like Pokemon. You need to like elevate your shit to where the rest of the world is right now. The rest of these developers making quality experiences. Like again, good enough is not good enough. So I get what you're saying. I don't mean to like discredit. Like I know exactly what you're saying. And it's valid. Like a lot of things, you know, but, but again, we, we talk about star Wars and, well, it's just not for you. Well, it should be. And that's not an entitled thing. Like Star Wars is for everybody. And it always has been. So if you're making something that is so divisive, something is clearly wrong. Right? It's not a vocal minority yeah. that's upset. Like in, in, in like the group chat, like Pokemon's fine. I don't want fine. And I'm playing it. And yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, I'll probably end up beating it in the next month. But that's not going to change the things that are wrong about it and the things that should be better and the things that I want out of the next one. Right. It's just tough, especially when you dislike something that is disliked so vehemently by like this weird, toxic minority that is the only thing that the people who are for it focus on because it makes their point look better because it's like a built-in straw man. Yeah. So it makes it really hard for there to be any sort of discussion from people with opposing viewpoints on anything now because the internet is everybody. But I think for things like Star Wars and Pokemon specifically, because they are so well-liked by such a large uh, amount of people that once you start making something for everybody, I mean, there's the old saying, because it's true, you can't please everybody. So if your audience is everybody, you can't please all of them. So you got to sort of like, it makes sense that they keep making the same game because how do you grow and evolve a game and not lose your audience? Well, I always point to 
I look at something like Avengers Endgame, that's how you please everybody. You're not literally pleasing everybody. Someone's always going to have a complaint about this or about that, or this could have been like this or, but, but like the majority you have, you have done a service to by creating what you created. I think that is like the pinnacle of how you please an audience while like not sacrificing like the, the artistic integrity of what you're making. Like you made something beautiful with a lot of character and a lot of heart and these, and these characters were well-written and true to themselves and they were developed and like, yeah, there's always, it's like, okay, it's a popcorn flick and they could have done this and they could have explored this, but overall the whole package, like, damn, y'all nailed it. Yeah. And I guess the difference there is that, uh, they've been making that same movie since Iron Man one came out, you know, that's also something I disagree with that. They're all the same movie at all. I mean, it's the same pacing. It's the same sort of like, quippiness it's the same joke per minute like ratio like it's it's hard to to like dissemble them and be like i mean obviously i'm not like a goddamn film major so i can't say beyond like they all just feel the same you know with like very rare exception and the ones that do stick out i end up not liking as much like i didn't like thor ragnarok very much i thought it was too jokey and thor 2 was just bad but like it was the same movie as thor 1 which was also pretty bad well people say marvel movies are all the same and i'm like I mean, they're an action movie with sometimes funny bits that are like really well made. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's just a good yeah. action movie. You yeah. know, like if you've watched other action movies, like that's what Fast and the Furious is. Yeah. What, what more do you want from it? Like, hey, you have great characters. You have great action. This is well made. Cool. Yeah. I want uh, what Fast and Furious should make a fucking horror movie. Why is it just a fun action movie? But it's because that's what they fucking are. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it, whatever. So I get, I get what you're saying, but. Yeah, when it, Pokemon, I'll never, I'm never going to be satisfied with the Pokemon game unless there, it's a fucking remake of something I loved as a kid. Yeah, and at this point, I think the closest, <laughs> if I had to compare Pokemon to one movie franchise, you know what I would pick? The Land Before Time. Ugh, they had one good movie. The first movie was amazing, and then they kept making that movie. <laughs> yeah. 15 times. <laughs> 15 times, 17 times, 21 times. Direct like, yeah, the home sure, video. It's like a cute cartoon about dinosaurs, but like, I don't know. It's for kids. You're not supposed to like Land Before Time 16. <laughs> or it's like like Aladdin, right? They made this gorgeous high budget hand-drawn animation, but then you get to direct to video sequels with like, hey man, Aladdin 3 is a really good movie. They got Robin Williams back for that one. They did. It was not as well animated and the story is not as good, but it's a lot better than Return of Jafar. I don't know. I think this, the story is better because there's more like interpersonal connections in that story than just like here's a plot device to have another song, which like a lot of the direct-to-movie sequels were. Had had pathos, my 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 guy. The sheer pathos. pathos. The hand of Midas. Oh, my God. It was great. I love that movie. I, 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 I too, love that movie. Sarah and I just watched it recently. What's up? As father and son. When they're when they're on, they're on. Leaf loves that movie too. Shout out to Leaf. <laughs> Shout out to Leaf. For being right for once. <laughs> Listen, the last thing on my cons list that I've gotten to is another silly design thing that how did this game get through years of development and nobody said, hey, this is a really bad idea. And again, I brought it up with the group chat and Leaf just fucking bitched at me about it like I was being a priss. But there's there's a thing you get introduced to after a couple hours of the game. Uh, with like online functionality. It is just a little symbol that constantly sits in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen and pops notifications up the side of your switch. These tiles pop up, bloop, 
bloop, bloop, bloop, and you can't turn it off. The best you can do is put it in airplane mode, but then it replaces the online notifications with like, you bought 12 potions, bloop, bloop. You caught a such and such, bloop. What the fuck is this design that I can't turn that off and I can't get rid of that symbol? I don't want any of that on my screen. And it's like, <laughs> it's not just a little teeny thing. It's like a big distracting thing that pops up and continues continuously annoys you. So I'm playing, I'm playing. Oh, bloop. I got to go fucking exit out of these notifications. It doesn't just go away on its own. It's just, it's so infuriating. You know what I think uh, the, the root of that problem is, is they had one guy in the office that had a 16 by nine monitor. And everyone else is using four by three. So this one guy thought it was a good idea. Like, oh, I'll utilize this space that uh, isn't used by anything else in the world. I've only seen a four by three image. So this it's weird that, that we have this really wide screen. So I'm going to fill it with something. And that's how it got past everybody else. They're using Dell monitors at, at 1280 by uh, by what like 960 or whatever. Something horrible. Have you seen the game? No. I, maybe I'm being unfair to it. And Drew and, and Leaf like the games. And that's... That's fine. Let's talk about the DLC, Nick, and then the cut content that they're bringing back. Just like we all knew they would. Well, except for Lee for Chris or whoever shit on me for bringing that up the other day in the group chat. Well, yeah, we always knew that they would uh, add back in the the Pokemon that didn't make the cut the first time around. And it's kind of, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool that they're actually doing the uh, the the thing as opposed to doing Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, which is like, how did that become a product or yeah. black to white to like even back then they could have done DLC, but they just can't help but sell more copies of the same game over and over and over. They've been doing this for 20 years, 20 goddamn years. They've been doing this yellow at least was like a different campaign, like had a different story you had a Pokemon following you around, had new things. Crystal was, there was no point for crystal. It was just like, Oh, we have two frame animations. And we actually use the the color palette more strongly in this version. There's no point in any of these games existing. These middle ground games, like Chris, they should have been the game from the first in the first place. Like, why is there two versions of this game to sell more copies? That's the only reason. But now they're actually doing a DLC and they're actually adding more content. It seems like pretty substantial for what they're doing. It's only thirty dollars compared to like them asking for another sixty dollar product. I mean, it was bad enough that they had to pay sixty dollars for this and let's go. And it was always a forty dollar game on the handheld versions. So like fine that's good that they're actually being slightly more economically conscious <laughs> I, listen i don't have any beef with dlc especially with actual story dlc and not just like but but even looking at like pokemon platinum had an entire new world and different storyline pokemon crystal altered the storyline with the legendary dogs pokemon emerald had a whole new thing going on what what was the other third version that i'm forgetting hey at least crystal let you play as a girl that was the first time you had to play as a girl in a pokemon game groundbreaking earth shattering they changed the sprite didn't change any of the dialogue <laughs> i'm trying to uh, fuck what was uh what's another third iteration platinum well yeah Plat platinum was like a, a quite a bit different i mean that was there's only those there's only been four uh middle ground games the yellow crystal emerald and platinum because then there was black and white then black two white two then there was x and y which didn't get a third one yeah and then uh sun and moon had ultra sun ultra ultra moon Wait, those are bad like the the, the sequels are yeah, I'm not about that. DLC, I'm all about. That's fine. The Pokemon Direct itself, I think, was really disappointing. It was fucking 25 minutes. All the Pokemon Directs are really badly paced. Yeah. They're way slower than they need to be. I mean, half that Direct was just like, here's a slideshow of concept art. Right. It doesn't tell you anything. Right. It's just like, here's pictures. And then they spent another 10 minutes talking about the pictures, but not while the pictures were there, so you don't know what they're talking about. Right. Horrible, <laughs> horribly made. 
my frustration is all I took from it was I'm not getting the thing I want, which is Pokemon Let's Go 2. Yeah, I mean, you probably, you'll get that announced in like May. Sure. I, hopefully. Hopefully it's not a next year. This year. They could they could easily not do it this year and just like wait till next year. Well, with the DLC, I imagine they probably won't do it. I pro- this will probably be a next year thing. You're right. Which would be And if anything sad. else, you might get like another spinoff done by another studio, which I don't think Mystery Dungeon is internal. Isn't that a collaboration with someone? Isn't that the people that do Etrian Odyssey? Isn't that like... Fuck, I don't remember. I, don't I didn't know. look at the, the title screens. I never played a, a Mystery Dungeon game, but they've always intrigued me. I've played like 30 minutes of the Game Boy Advance one. Not into it? It just didn't click when I was playing it, but like sure. it seems... It doesn't seem like a game you would like. But okay. it also, it could be one of those weird games that you get super addicted to for some reason. Because it's like a roguelike uh, dungeon crawler. You know, it's a strand of dungeons. You're mapping out the dungeon. You're playing as Pokemon, which is like cool because you never get to play as the Pokemon. They're the coolest thing about the games. But this is just Pokemon like hanging out They're It's a literally a rescue team where you go into these caves and rescue Pokemon that are like trapped behind rocks and stuff. You fight bad Pokemon. I like, guess it's just cool. But like it's randomly generated. So that might be something you'd like or dislike. I don't know. Depends on how they execute it. Sure. I'd f- I, I check it out. I, I'm okay with that. I wasn't disappointed. I'm like, oh, cool. This is a huge subsect of Pokemon fans are getting what they want, and hopefully the this game could is be good. Pokemon, this could be the next Pokemon Conquest for you. How about just make another Pokemon Conquest? Because fuck, that game was good. My main takeaway from the, the Direct was that I have to pay you to get the content I should have had in the first place. And if I want to get my Pokemon over that I caught in a game that I paid $60 for, I have to pay you to do that? Either A, for the DLC, or B, for some fucking arcane system that never works properly to transfer them over well if you're talking about transferring over you don't need the dlc for that no uh, but you need to pay pokemon. for pokemon home or bank or whatever it is now right but everyone has to do that it's not just you i understand that if you want to transfer your pokemon you got to pay for it that's frustrating in and of itself but or if you want to trade them over you need to buy the dlc in order to like like what do you mean so your two options to get the game to get the pokemon from let's go in your game is to buy the DLC, right? Or transfer them with Pokemon. No, home. buying the DLC won't give you the ability to get Pokemon from let's go, but it adds the Pokemon to the Pokedex. So right, you can catch new versions of those Pokemon, but they won't be your Pokemon. they will be new ones. I, I understand that, but unless you buy the DLC, you can't get to know those new if Pokemon. You, if you just want those Pokemon, then if someone else buys the DLC, they can just trade it over to you. So you don't have to pay for anything. If you know someone who has the Pokemon, you just have to have someone else spend their money on, on the game. Under, understood it's just right. fucking or silly spend, or spend their money on home like if someone else has home yeah then they could transfer their pokemon i mean they, that's just the way it is it's just silly it's just silly to me it's frustrating because it's not this isn't more content this isn't new content it's just like oh that thing we've been doing for 25 years that you didn't do 20 years i don't know i guess it's just weird to think of because it's it is cut content in a way because they're just using the same models and animations from the 3ds games but <laughs> right but I guess, like, there's still... I mean, they are adding new things. You're playing the mental DLC. gymnastics here. I'm seeing the wheels turn. <laughs> well, no, I'm not doing mental... I'm trying to, like, understand what to be... Like, I'm not upset about this. I wasn't really upset about there being cut Pokemon in the first place because I don't really give a shit. I'm not, like, the kind of person who transfers Pokemon from the back games to the new games. Like, I don't have an attachment to the Bulbasaur I bought or I caught in uh, Red. Or, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. So... For me, I thought like 
black and white was really cool because you only caught new Pokemon. That was really tight. That was a really cool choice. And it was also cool that after you beat the game, you could go around and catch Pokemon from old games. Like that was a cool way to do it. Um, so I guess for me, like the metal gymnastics is like, what is there to be mad about? Cause I don't care that they cut Pokemon in this game. It's just funny because the reasoning they gave is bullshit. Like that's the only thing that's like funny to me. And like, pokemon as a company should be called out about because they lied (laughs) yeah but like i don't care at the same time like i'm not i'm not the person who's like raging because i can't send over poplio or whatever from an old game because i already played that game i don't need to play the new game with the old pokemon like what's the point the point of the game is to catch and raise pokemon and make a new team for me for yeah it's different for everybody my thing is i want to play basically with my same six pokemon in every game and and explore a new world fighting new people. Yeah, but your Pokemon don't start over from like level one. So like, what's the point if you have a team of level sixty Pokemon? Level I'm not saying I Pokemon. even want to bring them over. I just I'm saying I want to be able to get my fucking Blastoise. I want to be able to get my fucking Alakazam. Right? Like, I doesn't have to be the one from Let's Go. I'm not even going to transfer my. I have a living Dex in Let's Go. I'm not transferring those Pokemon. But like the idea that like if I want my fucking Evolution X. I have to pay to do that. I can't just do that. And it's something that should have been in the game that I already spent $60 on. And that they they remove these things, give us those bullshit reasons, and then sell it back to us. I think, listen, if the story content's cool, whatever, that's fine. Like, that's good. Like, DLC is better than another version of the game. If it's, like, substantial, actually, in addition to the experience and not just... I guess I just don't have that same feeling that you do. Like, if a Pokemon's not in the game, they're not in the game. If it's in the DLC, then it's in the DLC. That's fine. Like, I wasn't upset that uh, Let's Go didn't have the ability to catch Pokemon that weren't in red and blue. Like, I wasn't right. mad that I couldn't catch Houndoom because I wanted Houndoom because I love Houndoom from Gold and Silver. You know, like, that that's a different <laughs> game for me. Yeah, fair. Like, if he's in there, then, like, fuck, yeah, cool, I'll do it because I that's a goddamn cool Pokemon. It's Dark Fire Dog, you know? It's sick as hell. He's like a goddamn... He's a hellhound. That's, that's fucking rad. <laughs> There shouldn't be an argument about like what I want versus what you want. You can just make everybody happy by just doing the thing you've always done. And like, I don't need to be, you to convince me that like it's not that big of a deal. Like It doesn't matter if it's not, not that big of a deal. They could have just done it and there wouldn't be a debate and no one would be unhappy. You can play the game how you want to play it and I can play it the way I've always played it. And like it, the, the point is moot. But we're sitting here arguing about like well, it's not that big of a deal. It's dumb, but it's... it's now, because they made it this big deal, they're going to fucking sell that. Yeah, it's, I mean, just, it's silly. It's just all weird because it's a media product that you don't need... So, like, it gets hard to, like, argue about it when it's just like, no, just don't buy it. That's, like, what it kind of all boils down to. All the more reason, though, to, like, demand the best. Because I don't need this. No, that's the least valid reason to demand the best. I want the best from, like, the things that I need to live. I want the best, like, politicians in power. I want the best food put in the grocery stores that I'm paying for. I don't need the best when it comes to media. That's just the bullshit that I used to while away the time between working hours, you know? <laughs> Nick, did you vote in the last election? I don't be talking with old politicians no, in power. Care. See? It's fucking, I don't want to be hearing about that. Oh my God. Well, I also didn't vote for who's the president of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had, we would probably would have got oh some God. better fucking Pokemon games. We did a drain the swamp at the Pokemon company. <laughs> if that were Trump's platform, he might win me over. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm fucking kidding. That's fucking cancer right there. <laughs> fucking horrible. Well, Pokemon is Pokemon is Pokemon. Whatever. We're going to wrap this pot up here pretty quick. Uh, it feels good to get sufficiently angry about something. 
video game related. Thanks, Nick. I hadn't been angry in quite some time. Only I can breathe that out of you, I guess. Feels good, man. Almost everything else in the world. <laughs> your mouse your mouse gives you as much anger as me talking about Pokemon does to Fuck, you. Dude. I'm I didn't want I yeah, it's very frustrating. We gotta figure out all this technology. Uh yesterday in the group chat, it was pretty funny. Just everyone's giving each other shit. The last thing I had said the other day was like it breaks my heart that leaf. You know, I said there's so many amazing games you'd never played, but you spent your time in 2019 playing Pokemon and Tetris and Death Stranding. And Ring Fit, don't forget. Yeah, right. Oh my God, Leaf, you fucking guy. So yesterday, Chris asked, is Trigon any good? And Leaf is like, oh, it's amazing. How dare you not have seen it? And Chris was just fucking with Leaf or whatever. And then they brought up Death Note. So I got in. I was feeling like a bitch yesterday. I got, I hit my head the other night. I was feeling loopy and mad because I was I had hit my head yesterday. I was just I was feeling like a bitch yesterday. Dude, isn't that funny? Like you just you any sort of minor tweak to your head just immediately you go into rage mode. Like your earphones, remember when earphones had wires and they would ca- get caught on something? You open a door and it gets caught. You just immediately want to throw a goddamn chair. <laughs> Literally like pissed. So <laughs> mad. And like yeah, I hit my head really good on a fucking bookshelf the other day and I was like, you'd be fucking kidding me. If I go through this again, with the concussion like I dealt with this summer, I'm going to fucking lose it. But I just feel like a bitch yesterday. So I was like, they talk about they talk about Death Note and Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. So I was just like, you know, Death Note's a bad anime. Cowboy Bebop is super fucking boring. And then my next text was, have you watched Pokemon? How about Dragon Ball Z? Got to also check out Avatar, the best Japanese animation program. And Lee's response was just, fuck you, EJ. <laughs> and so I was like, how can I just like hit them with like- He a- knew. A bunch of shit. I should leave dial the autism back. I was being a bitch. And then he's like, you know, the writing in Avatar is better than any fucking blah, blah, blah. And then I just, I was like, Smash Bros. isn't a fighting game. The Last Jedi fucking sucked. Nintendo quit making Metro games because they are bad and they sell poorly. I was just trying to, just no context, shot below the belt, like, you know. And that triggered Chris. And then I hit Chris with his own line about trolling him. Just copy and pasted his response to Leaf early in the text. I get dunked on so much. It felt good to just roast everybody and get everyone's autism flared up and then just leave the conversation. I, felt, I got a lot of gratification out of that as the recipient of many a dunks. Okay. I needed it. Nick. Yeah, I was I was bummed I wasn't present during the beginning part of that because I had somehow accidentally turned off my notifications for the group chat specifically. Like I was getting other text messages and like seeing the notifications for that, but not for the group chat. Right. I got that figured out. I think I always have mine muted because when that group chat gets going, it fucking gets going. Well, I have my phone on silent. I just like to be able to see the little message icon in the top left of my screen. You know, fair, fair, fair. We, uh, hopefully will not go two months without recording again. I know we always kind of, you know, we say, Hey, we're going to do this every week, but it's just not feasible it's just not feasible to do it every week and edit a podcast and things are, things are crazy. So I would like to record more often. I would like to get a setup dialed in at your place where we can, I can just, I come up fucking three times a month. We should just record at your house and, and like dial in a system for that so that it's, it's just tough. Cause, uh, you make my dog go crazy oh, and fucking she's loud. <laughs> ah, forget. Yeah. It's, it's, she's pretty rough. She's fine right now. I mean, you probably could hear if you like really listen, to like little pitter patter footsteps up above me, but I'm sure you'll have that figured out with the noise gate when you you're editing and stuff. But hopefully this audio turned out good. I was gonna not edit it, but I need to edit it. There's a lot of shit I gotta edit out. But I got this new mic, this new boom arm set up, and we just having a lot of technical okay, difficulties. Boom arm. <laughs> okay, okay, boom arm. 
fucking good bit. No, it's a cool. This is a cool setup. Look at I'm moving my mic around. You, you know, I'm fucking. I can lean way the fuck back, and I'm chilling. I'm talking, and it's nice. But we just had a lot of issues, and I don't know. Hopefully, it turns out good. You say we, but it's mostly just <laughs> you're the you're giving yourself troubles. <laughs> yeah, I'm very frustrated. Now it's ten o'clock at night, and I still have editing I have to do tonight, and I have to edit a podcast. So it's all it's all happening. It's all a thing. Dude, the only editing you need to do is just cut out that middle part where you're talking about your your work email or whatever and then just do like a auto silence skip. Just do it. The po- the podcast listening app I list I use has it built in be completely be completely fine. I don't know, man. We'll see. I might see about automating some stuff, but there are burps and farts and clicks and clacks and ums and the people want that, all right? It's ASMR. Yeah. All right, Concert Crusade, fucking find us online. There ain't nothing for you to find. Follow Nick. Nick has been streaming like a motherfucker. All right, you can find him on Twitter at Presh Till Death. You can find uh, his Twitch channel. Same username, am I right? Yeah, same. Presh Till Death. Unified across the board. Even changed my Discord handle to that just in case. Damn, son. Um, his streams are good. He 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 plays uh, lately a lot of Mario Kart. Sorry, not Mario what? Kart. Mario Maker. It's one of those fucking Mario Excuse games. Excuse me? Mario Maker. <laughs> Uh yeah, you'll take user submissions and you'll you'll play a lot of like uh, the really hardcore top tier levels and try to figure them out and it's it's fun and stressful. And so yeah, check this fucker out on Twitch. Don't check me out on Twitch. I don't stream. You don't want to see me. I promise you. you. Should. It'd be really funny. <laughs> anyway, Console Crusade, we'll we'll see you guys hopefully uh